Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. Sweet song. Welcome to Charlton Live here on your Sunday evening. Uh, my name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here in SC7 as we get ready to look back at yesterday's win uh, over at Reading. They failed to rise to the challenge of their rivals indeed. Uh, is uh, Mr. Tom Willing. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, having a right party here. Yeah. All good. Yeah, I've got, I've got something to tell you guys in a minute. And, uh, <laughs> uh, joining the, the pair of us also is uh, Mr. Benji Cloak. How are you doing, Ben? Good evening, Louis. You all right? Did you have a, a good, uh, good day yesterday? Yeah, enjoyed... Yeah. Uh, 
the train journey back as well. It's good yeah. fun. Excellent stuff. Right, I'm going to have to tell you all now, when I take down the Charlton Live theme, which you can hear, I think you can just about hear, I can just about hear it through my headphones. There's a bloody dance class going on next door. They hire out Valley, Valley Central and there is a loud dance class going on next door. So I'm hoping you can't hear that, but if you can, I can only apologise. So on tonight's show, uh, we will be looking back. We're having a carnival in, the, in, in, in here. and We'll be looking back at the, uh, uh, the win over Reading. We're going to hear the highlights uh, of the game. We're also going to hear, of course, from Lee Bowie. We've got a special treat for you this evening because we're also going to hear from a player as well. Sam Field uh, came to speak to us yesterday after the game. So we're going to hear from... Uh, the pair of uh, the pair of them after yesterday's superb win at Reading that continues our unbeaten start to the season sees the Addicts jump up to second place in the fledgling championship table and that's where we're staying I said it the other day we're, we're staying in that top two all season I'm looking forward to promotion to the Premier League which is coming up uh, shortly we want to know what you made of yesterday's performance you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at charltonlive or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum uh, to have your say on yesterday's performance let us know which players stood out for you um, let us know uh, uh, you know, we're going into international break unbeaten now. How do you feel about that? How far do you really think this Charlton side can go? I mean, Lee Bowyer is certainly keeping his feet on the ground at the moment. But, you know, the longer this run goes on, the more certain, well, the, the more people will feel that we've actually got a chance of doing something this season. So let us know. Email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Uh, tweet us at Charlton Live or head over to the Charlton Live forum uh, to have your say. I'm so distracted by the people <laughs> dancing in the room <laughs> next door. Uh, but anyway, Tom... Um, Three points. You're on the commentary team yesterday. Difficult first half, but that second half, uh, we were pretty rampant once again. Yeah, uh, it was always going to be a tough start. You know, they're a good side, got a good home record, started to pick up some good results recently. And you know what Zhao and, and Puskas can do up front. So we were always expecting it to be a difficult game. And that first half it was. They had a couple of really good chances and arguably could have been in front. But we had our chances as well. Uh, Leko and Taylor probably the best of the of the first half but then that second half we completely dominated them we were a class above them could have won four five maybe even six nil they were and there were a lot of clear cut chances as well they weren't half chances they were ones we should be putting away and the longer it stayed one nil Greg and I were, were saying you know this is it's gonna could come back to bite us if Reading get an equaliser because it wouldn't be deserved but then we obviously picked up that second goal and secured the win and as you just said in your intro there going into the international break unbeaten I couldn't have dreamt of a better start mm. a lot of talk on, on Thursday's show um, about how Reading were, were a side that were on a good run of form Ben you know we've seen Especially in that first half, they got some good players there. I think that Ajara in the midfield and and uh, John Swift as well, the former Chelsea chap. Yeah, you know, they're a decent team. But there's been quite a few decent teams that we've played now and that we've put to the sword because you know. And we're always going to go back to it. Start of the season, we're relegation favourites. We're going to be relegation fodder. We weren't going to be able to compete in games, but we've been able to compete quite comfortably in every game so far and outclass a lot of our opponents as well. Yeah, as Tom was saying, I think first half we kind of grew into the game quite. Slow at the start, I think as you said that Ajaria in the middle looked really good, he kind of, because he was a real tall guy and great feet, he kind of bossed the game a bit and had a couple quick wingers on uh, that Lucas Yao and we were thinking, oh here we go, it's looking a bit dangerous here, then they had about two corners in the first five minutes and we were like, oh we're under pressure, but yeah, slowly grew into the game and um, Taylor started, we kept playing the ball long to him and he started to get the better of Morrison and Moore at the back and... Yeah, they are a strong side. Morrison and Moore, they're two of the best centre-backs probably in the league. I know Birmingham were gutted to lose him. Uh, but yeah, I think we've we've got to this position now where, as Bowie said, the players aren't fearful at all. They're, they're thinking we're going to go in and win every game. And 
wow, people like Conor Gallagher just in his first professional club, like uh, appearing for us, it's just he's not scared at all. He's running yeah. about. He's everywhere. And I think he's a key part to our play. Him and Cullen were brilliant yesterday. And uh, yeah, obviously they mixed up with Field and Prattley, which I think worked well. Field can play the ball around a bit better than Prattley, Prattley did. So yeah, we shouldn't be fearful at all. We've really becoming a force now in the division and teams might have thought, oh, John Ohm should beat them. But now teams are getting fearful of us. Mm, yeah, no team has beaten us yet. Right, let's have a listen to the highlights from yesterday's game. Your commentators over on Valley Pass were Tom Wallin and Greg Stubbley. Swinger again towards the near post. The shower, the flick almost found the former addict Michael Morrison at the far post. In the end, it was just slightly way of him and out for the line. Game. It's good control. So Taylor goes inside to field in the centre circle. Out to the left to Perrington. Ball down the line towards Lecco. Lecco's onside. He's got a run on more approaching the penalty area. Lecco in the penalty area. Still with it. Lecco onto his right foot. Lecco thinking about a shot. Goes for it. Oh. To the keeper. Taylor with the shot. Oh, it's oh, been deflected away. Comes to Cullen. Backwards to field. He's going to strike it over the bar. Opportunity for Charlton. Yeah, first opportunity really of attacking threat. John Swift to take the free kick again. This time further out will be across this. Reading sending up some of the players from the back. Sw swung in. It's a little flick and field heads away. Flick back in by McIntyre. And Jow with the overhead kick just over the bar. Spectacular effort from the former Sheffield Wednesday striker. Yeah, best chance of the game for Reading, as you say, did. Brings it forward to the right to Swift. Swift looking for a potential cross held up by Gallagher onto his left foot. Swift always oh, deflected off Cullen. Worked nicely to Richards. Ball in the box. Boost goes with a chance off the bar. And Lockyer clears. Comes to Ajaria, edge of the box. Ajaria onto his right foot. Reverse ball finds Swift. Oh, he can't get it under control. And Solly comes across and clears. But Charm with a huge layoff. How Puskasin score? I'll never know. Solly in a lot of space over on the right if he wants to use him. Oh, no, Cullen's ball is poor and Ajaria is able to come away. And there might be a reading break on here as he strides forward. He's got Zhao one side, Pushkas the other. He slips the ball in. It's got through to Pushkas. Brilliant save by Dylan Phillips. And then Johnny Williams heads it further away. And then Solly's gone to the floor and it's going to be a charm free kick. Best Brilliant chance of the game for Reading and a fantastic save by Dylan Phillips. Yeah, he should have scored. Should have scored. The game back underway for the second half. So he stabs it into field. He's forced to get it away early to Lyle Taylor. It's actually a good ball. And Lyle Taylor then Gallagher now has it in space in the centre circle. And he plays Great a good ball, ball forward to Lecco. He's able to turn. He might think about a shot, Jonathan Lecco. He's just gone a little bit wide. Gets it back onto his left foot. And he shoots. Yes! It's taken a deflection and it's gone in and Jonathan Lecco has put the Alex 1-0 up. It was a great ball in from Conor Gallagher. Lecco had space on the edge of the box to turn. He pushed himself a little bit wide onto his right foot, then cut back into his left, fired a shot forwards. I think it came off Michael Morrison, but it was certainly a Reading player in his defective pass, Raphael, and into the back of the net. Well, Charlton have started the second half brilliantly and have kept the ball really, really well. They've looked more like the Charlton we've seen so far this season. A lovely ball into Lecco. I think it was Gallagher. I could be wrong about that. There's a lovely ball into Lecco who turned. He got the space to bring it forward. And I thought initially he should have passed it to Gallagher. was on the edge of the box. Went for goal off his left foot. He, oh, he got lucky. It was a big deflection ticket past Raphael, the goalkeeper. But he probably deserves it, Lecco, for, for his early performances and, and how he's able to create chances for Charlton so far this season. And what a way to get your first uh, football league goal in general. Williams is able to come away here. Great he's being fight. pulled by Ajaria, but he's managed to keep the ball. He Brilliant. gets out to Lecco on the far side. He's got a little bit of space up against Liam Moore. Lecco once, twice. Oh, and then tries to fire it in at the near post. Just 
shots wide. I mean, perhaps a shot towards the back post would have been better with Charlton players at the back to come away with an Ike out to the far side. And Ben Perrington, who swings the ball in towards Lyle Taylor with a flick. Oh. Just wide, but another good chance for Charlton. Yeah, slightly behind him by Perrington. It was a decent looking ball in. And Taylor did well just to try and nudge that goalwards, to be fair. He couldn't really do much more. It's going to be too easy for Jason Pearson. It is, and his header finds Chucks and Ike, who turns away from Pele. And the Ike out to Leko on the far side and asks for it back, but Leko still got the ball. Thinks about a shot instead, taps it inside to Conor Gallagher, who hits oh! And a brilliant save by Raphael in the red and gold. Just prevents Charlton going 2-0 up. Oh, Nico's made a real difference as he come on, to be fair, for Charlton. He's holding up the ball quite well. Leko, uh, sorry, Nike. Oh, I'm ready to give it away to Leko. Oh, lovely. lovely nutmeg on to Morrison. Leko to his left, Leko on the pants here. Leko onto his right foot. Oh, oh it's good defended by Moore. Charlton wasting that opportunity. And Nico with a lovely nutmeg on Morrison. And Leko just a bit too long to shoot. Towards Taylor. Oh, a nice lovely flick. turn. It comes away with Leko. Leko's got Gallagher Space. to his left. He finds him. Gallagher, edge of the penalty area. In the penalty area. Gallagher still. Gallagher onto his right foot. Goes for goal. Oh. And another chance is wasted for Jolton. Yeah, I wouldn't say he should have scored that time, but it was another great chance. To Taylor. Taylor. That's a lovely ball. Taylor. Well, up against Swift. Ball down the line to Anike. Anike shot oh, off more. It's clear. to make it two. Well, as soon as that ball got cleared from the uh, the free kick, they were on the break. Leko managed to just give it to Cullen and we needed Cullen to move the ball quickly. He did. He got it out to Lyle Taylor on the far side. Anike had just run inside of him and uh, Taylor played a lovely ball that split the defence. Anike held off his man. I have to say, I thought he got clipped already. Stayed on his feet and then got clipped by a second player, brought down. And it's going to be a chart penalty and who else but Lyle Taylor. To make it two, Taylor has gone beyond the penalty area as he does he'll take this long run up referee uh, sorry the goalkeeper doesn't look like he's standing anywhere near the middle of his goal which is interesting they've clearly watched this tactic from Taylor it takes a while to take it Liam Moore's right next to Lyle Taylor right on the edge of the D referee blows Taylor slowly walks still now into the penalty area Lyle Taylor up against the goalkeeper Taylor steps up strikes yeah. and scores calm as you like for Lyle Taylor and Charlton have that second that they've been dying to get second goal that Charlton deserved and you'd have to say now with just over 10 minutes remaining if Charlton can hold on what a fantastic victory this would be at a place that's difficult to come to Taylor with his fifth of the season already five and six games for the Charlton striker as Charlton fans are jubilant in the away stands it comes away with Puskas what a chance hey. and harmlessly over the bar and Charlton have won here at Reading at the Matejski Stadium it finishes Reading nil, Charlton 2 and Absolutely superb away performance from the Addicts this second half. They've been outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Hey, I just hear Tom Wallin doing his best Andrew Cross impression at the end of that. If you hear at 15 seconds, scroll back 15 seconds to the end of those highlights. Just hear Tom going, hey. <laughs> um, so, 2 0 win. Lovely stuff. Good commentary uh, from, from Tom and Greg there. Um, this start is getting a bit ridiculous now, isn't it, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, well, we were all down pitch side, weren't we, waiting for Boyer after the game. We were kind of just laughing about it, really, because, yeah, it is getting a bit silly. And we said in comms, I think maybe when we were summing up the game, that at what point in the season do we stop just thinking this is a bit of a lucky start? Because one or two games, you can maybe say that. But what, what we played six games now, haven't lost a single one of them and have competed with all the teams. And yes, we haven't played a Leeds or a Swansea yet, but they're coming up. But the teams we have played, they're not bad sides. You know, when we came into this league, we were certainly not expecting a start like this. And the longer it goes on, the more confidence you get. And at the moment, I'm still at the stage where it's three points towards safety rather than 
anything else. But the longer this season goes on and the more we can continue to compete with these teams, at some point we're going to have to just say, do you know what, we're actually a very good side. And mm. maybe that we can start looking up the table rather than down. Yeah, Brian Haynes has just tweeted in saying that he's willing to bet the farm that he's the only person currently listening to Charlton Live in the Royal Albert Hall. Well, that's probably going to be the biggest stage. There's bound to be at least more one, one more person. If you're currently listening to us in the Royal Albert Hall, stand up and start waving so Brian can see you. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, the way the game panned out, obviously, we, we, we'll talk about it in a bit, but we, let's talk about the goals themselves. Um, Jonathan Lecco the, got, got the first one. Obviously, there was a, a bit of a deflection on it, but you know we've been talking about him on the show over the last few weeks, Ben, and for me, he's an exciting player. And people said before he came here, he lacks a little bit of end product. Well, we've seen assists from him and now we've seen a goal. So, I mean, that's only going to push him on, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was listening, I think the club put up an Instagram video of like behind the goal yesterday when he shoots and you can hear the crowd going, shoot, just before (laughs) he shoots and then he drags it back. But yeah, definitely. I think a really exciting player. Can't remember the last time we had a real fast winger and defenders get scared of that. You run at him with pace. Seems like he got a few tricks up his sleeve too. And uh, yeah, if he can add a few goals to his game, brilliant. Like We've been mm. crying out for a winger like that for ages. And uh, yeah, he came through the middle for that goal yesterday, which was good to see. Like He was mixing up positions. Him and Williams were both doing that. So yeah, real exciting player we've got. Mm, yeah, and, and I mean obviously like there's a bit of luck in, in in terms of the finish there, Tom. But you got you got to be there to to have the effort, and it shows. I think that there is actually a little bit of confidence going through this team now. You probably say about Leco, there was a couple of times after that that in, inside the area maybe would have got his head up and passed rather than the, the shot that got blocked. But you're not going to moan about seeing players having shots, are you? Not at all. And, and Boya says it after the game that these players have forgotten how to lose. We said it again going back to after the game when we were we were sat around that. I've forgotten what it's like for a Charlton team to lose because it has just been a long time and that's not being cocky, it's just the way it is at the moment and there's, there's confidence flowing through those players and I think the first half yesterday we the confidence maybe dropped a little bit and I think we were a bit overawed by Swift in particular and Ajario who kind of ran the midfield in that first half for Reading but then in that second half we had our, I might maybe even said it in commentary at some point that we got our swagger back and we took the game to them and we, we started to pick up the ball and actually run at them rather than looking a little bit nervous and, and it paid off and yeah since Lecco's come in he's been a breath of fresh air every time he gets the ball he's turning he's running at the opposition um, and he scares people you know you can't you just don't know how to handle him and the only thing that's been missing up until this point was a goal uh, and it was a, a bit lucky in the end it got a deflection but as you say you've got to take the shot in the first place and that's what he did so yeah I was absolutely buzzing for and it. Obviously, I think once we got that goal the I mean you see Reading trying to come out they were so open at the back yeah. and the amount of times we exploited them and we got that you know finally got that second goal and it was only 10 minutes from time we should have been free up by the time we got it but um, Chuck's and he came we'll talk more about his personal performance when he came on uh, later on but he got the penalty and considering how that ref had been a bit a bit dodgy it felt throughout the course of the game I mean there was no way he was not going to give that penalty it's one of the, one of the most clear cut you've ever seen that the challenge coming in from Moore yeah as Tom says in commentary like he had a little swipe at him first like little Nick he kind of trips kept going and then another one just come in and then the ref had to give it I mean mm-hmm. I was standing right in front of it and uh, it's one of the most blatant penalties yeah. you see but cheeky ball by Lyle just in behind the defenders he got a better of him and uh yeah it was mm. I mean he come on for Williams used his power really well and uh 
Yeah. And I think those now now we're in the championship and obviously we're getting that little bit more in the limelight. We're getting a little bit more of attention than we were getting last season. It, it's still quite funny how surprised some people seem to be out there about Lyle Taylor's penalties. I mean, there, there was for starters, there was a funny video that one of the Charlton fans who was in the home end uh, filmed. And you just hear a Reading fan next to him going, why is he doing that as, he, as he's walking up? But like um, the, the the Sky Sports coverage, she um, I think it's Michelle Owen, is it? She thought there'd been a yeah. she's she's turned around and going, oh, there's some sort of delay, and they, even Colin Murray, Murray on Quest saying, oh, that's the second time he's done it. Well, obviously we know that's like the must be the sixth or seventh time he's done it now. He, but it, it's still got that hundred percent record on it, Tom. There's just there's no stopping that penalty. And the, the keeper, you saw him trying the mind games. He was he was almost hugging the post at one point in that run up, but. It, it, whatever it, whatever happens, Carl, uh, Lyle Taylor has just given him, given him the mind games. Yeah, I was about to say that that's the whole purpose of doing this for Lyle is to to mess it with the keeper's head so he just doesn't know what he's going to do. And you see the keeper try a, a new tactic of standing way out to one side, then eventually goes back into the middle and then dives to that same side and it just looks so stupid because Taylor then just rolls it into the other corner and he is, he's making keepers look silly week after week after week. He gave him the little calm down after as he scored as well yeah, just to yeah. wind him up a little bit but it, it's working and until it doesn't then you, you've just got to give him credit because he's I think I maybe said it in the comms he had ice in his veins and it's just so cool um, and he's I know he's got a couple of goals from open play as well already this season um, and it's just and yet another one to add and you know they all count we got a lot of penalties last year a lot of uh, set piece goals and we've started this season again with a couple so yeah. it's uh, it's a positive start yeah certainly was I mean let's let's look at that that first half of the game Ben I mean we did see that that chance for Jonathan Lecco early on and that probably was our only real clear cut opening in that first period I think it's it felt like it was fairly even but with Reading creating the better chances for me in that in that first period do you think that's fair yeah, I actually said today, I thought the game went really, like the first half it seemed to go really quick. Uh, don't like, obviously Phillips made a cracking save just before the uh, half time with his legs, a great save. And uh, other than that, I didn't remember the first 10 minutes, I think they got a couple corners and as I said, they looked dangerous, but mm. we seemed to have a good shape about us. Everyone knew their job and... Um, I think when we were under the cosh, Taylor did well playing long balls, holding it up well, bringing others in. And um, yeah, other than that, I don't mm. remember yeah, us. Yeah, they, they had the chance to hit the crossbar as well from, from oh, closing yeah. from Puskas. But overall, it was it was a strange one, Tom, for me. Like I felt we were moving the ball okay at times, but we weren't perhaps cutting through them with the ease that that we did in the second half and perhaps with, with with some of the luck and with some of the ease that they did have in that in that first period. Yeah, that first half we were just a little bit too slow uh, and showed them just a little bit too much respect. As I say, you look at how much Ajaria and Swift in particular on the ball, everything forward for, for Reading, all their creativity was coming through Swift. We were saying his name time and time and time again. And then the first 20 minutes of that second half, I, I said to Greg, I don't think we've mentioned Swift at all in this second half. And that was purely because we were starting to pressure them so much more and they would, we were just not giving them space in the middle. But in that first half, we were. Um, I do think Reading was slightly the better side and possibly will feel a bit annoyed that they didn't go in in front. But as you say, we did have that chance with Lecco and Taylor kind of double chance up the other end. But yeah, that, that swagger was just missing a little bit. And it's understandable. It's, it's an away game. We're not going to be quite as dominant in possession as you, you are at home. But 
Boyer obviously had a word with them at half-time, said, look, there's nothing to fear here. You just need to press them a little bit higher. You need to move the ball a little bit quicker. And they did. They started to take one and two touches instead of three and four. They started to move the ball through the lines a lot faster. And it paid off because Gallagher was on the ball more. Johnny was on the ball more. Lyle was getting more support around him. Whereas in the first half, every time he did hold it up, which he did well, there was no one really to help him out. And we just started to go through those gears a little bit faster. It's amazing, isn't it, Ben, that once we do start playing the ball around a little bit quicker, how how well we, we seem accustomed to that already. When, like, So don't forget, there are a lot of new players in this team as well who have you know, you'd think would take a little while to gel. But that, that, that doesn't seem to have been the case at all. Yeah, I mean, they've in- Bowie has integrated the team really well. Uh, as I said, like uh, Conor Gallagher's first um, professional like debut, few games this year now, and uh, he seems to just take it in his stride. Him and Cullen seem to link really well with each other. And, uh, of course, Johnny William, uh, Williams, I thought he was brilliant yesterday again. He scares defenders, running out with pace, head down. And uh, yeah, as as Tom said, took a while to get ourselves going, but once we did, we looked brilliant. And yeah. uh, towards the end, there was some real nice one-touch football we were doing. Mm. A couple of uh, back heels, and everyone was doing a ole. <laughs> yeah, once once, well. once you get into that into that leading position, it's, it's it's nice, isn't it? When you can play with that little bit of swagger uh, as well. One potential controversial talking point towards the end of that first half was when Johnny Williams went down sort of off the ball like the ball was being played towards the edge of the area he was there standing inside the area he went down I couldn't really see what happened at the, at the time at the corner of my eye I thought I think he's been thrown over there because I hadn't seen it clearly I sort of waited but then at half time uh, the video was being shown Tom did you get a chance to see that video because it sounds like it's pretty clear cut yeah Brett came and showed uh, Greg and myself and yeah it was blatant he was he was being uh, backing in and then was just just dragged down it was a, a definite penalty but we said it plenty of times, Greg more so than me. He was uh, playing his best Terry impression and getting really frustrated with the referee. But he had a very strange game. Booked field early on for a challenge and then there were two or three very yeah. similar challenges like Mara, throughout the Mara game. did one, didn't he? Yeah. And just didn't give cards. And it was just very inconsistent. So it was no surprise to me that he missed that as well. Um, same with the uh, the rugby tackle from Yadom <laughs> on yeah. uh, Pierce, which was just bizarre. Right in front of him. But, but um, yeah, it was a strange old game in terms of the referee and performance, I have to say. Um, and I think, yeah, looking back at that incident, we were we were very unlucky not mm. to get a penalty. But as you said earlier, he, he couldn't miss the second one, that was mm. for sure. Yeah, certainly. I mean, again, we, we've touched on those chances. So the one that hit the bar, Puskas might have felt he'd done better with. The one just before half-time was where Cullen gave the ball away. Uh, I think it might have been a jar who picked it up and, and sort of played it into Puskas in space and uh, you know, went one-on-one. And he said, it's Dylan Phillips. And when it's been a game where perhaps... It's been reasonably quiet for a goalkeeper. I mean, he's made a really big save there on a stroke of half time. That goes in, that could be a really a, a different story, Ben. Yeah, he hit a nail on the head. The keeper's got to stay active for 90 minutes and uh, he come up trumps there. It was a great save. He come straight out, spread himself and, uh, yeah, come off his leg. But what, have you made, what have you made of deals this, this season? Because obviously there's a really able backup in, in, in Ben Amos as well, waiting to take the play. So he can't really put a foot wrong, can he, Ben? Yeah, as you said, I think Amos, towards the end of his uh, stint here before, was brilliant. And everyone remembers that double save he did against Shrewsbury in his last game. And uh, yeah, so he's got big competition. I think Phillips has done okay so far this season. I think the only thing you could criticise him on is his uh, distribution. Now with this new rule where we're dropping back, uh, he's obviously it's a new rule. We're getting used to it. Bo is implementing playing for, from the back. Uh, he just needs to get used to that. But yesterday, I can't think of anything he done wrong. Mm. I thought he done well. 
Uh, and again, with the free kick they had late on, he tip, did really well to tip that over the bar. Uh, but yeah, that's what we want. Keeper playing active and uh, the whole team gelling to become part of a setup. Yeah, I mean, one of the players who um, who came in yesterday, there was two changes, wasn't there? It was Solly coming back for, for Deji. Uh, luckily, Solly, of course, with, with his head injury, was okay to play. But the other one was Sam Field coming in for Prattley. Now, I, mean, I like Prattley from what I've seen this season. I think he's fulfilling that role that, that we want him to. Um, but Sam Field came in yesterday, and in that difficult first half, the amount of times he actually got a foot on the ball or, or a header to, to cut out a pass going forward probably helped us take a little bit of pressure off. Yeah, it was a, a slow start for him, and... We said maybe he was a little bit guilty of trying too hard and I think that's that's natural for a player that comes in and is getting his chance because that midfield, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we've got a competitive midfield there and a lot of players to pick from and uh, Sam Field is going to have to wait for his chance, unfortunately, because as you say, Darren Prattley, when he's been in, has, has done a very good job so far this season, but Field put himself about and did, did the ugly side of the, the game in that first half and then in the second half, up until he went off, he started to get his foot on the ball a little bit more and be able to do some more of the creative aspects as well. We'll obviously hear from him a bit later in the show, but he's very aware of the challenge that's in front of him in terms of getting into this team and, and cementing a place. But um, I think his relationship with Lecco is going to help and he seems to have settled okay. It's just a case of getting minutes under the belt now. Um, obviously, he's got a couple of weeks to wait whether he'll start the next one, we'll have to wait and see. But there was certainly nothing there to worry me in terms of him being a, a player that we can use if we're going to rotate him mm. and Prattley around. Now, so we, we should really talk about Chucks and Ike more because when he came on, um, he came on sort of in between the goals, didn't he, for Johnny Williams? I got so confused when Johnny Williams, because I forgot about that new rule where you have to leave the field of play at yeah. the nearest point. So in the end, he had to walk behind the goal, which obviously the Charlton fans enjoyed, but then he had to walk in front of that. <laughs> That uh, Reading mob as well, but he seemed fine. But when Anike came on, you know, he's a player I really, I really like the look of. And it's funny that we've only really seen him in fits and starts so far off the bench. But, you know, he came on against Stoke and scored. Uh, came on at Barnsley and played really well. You talk about the Forest game, he wasn't his best. But then he came on yesterday and it helps that the game was open and there was space for him to play in. But I thought he was brilliant when he came on yesterday. Yeah, I thought he was yeah really good. And he used his uh, strength and his height really well, especially as they had that, Ajara in the middle, who was a big guy himself, and then Morrison and Moore at the back, so he gave them problems, and you want to bring on a player that, when the defence is tiring, to give them a bit of problem, and um, yeah, as you said, the Forest game, I think, because of the Stoke game, he came on and done so well, Forest game, we didn't see the best of him, and uh, yeah, and like, look, the competition for places is huge now, and especially in that centre midfield, Baram Kyles uh, will come back now and be uh, fresh from injury and he'll be ready to get in the team and uh, so crazy people we have, we coming on and taking yet, their yeah. chances it's, that's what it's all about yeah crazy we haven't even mentioned Bram Carl at all yet uh, he'll be back uh, after the international break hopefully he's been called up to the Israeli squad so hopefully he'll get some minutes there and be ready to, to join in um yeah, so we, we, we saw it out in the end with that, that penalty that Anike won, Taylor took. Uh, fairly comfortable towards the end. So we, we did miss a lot of chances in that second half is the only criticism that you're going to take from that second period. I think you know Gallagher had a couple and, and, and Leco had one as well. Um, and Taylor had a side foot that he put wide. So, I mean, you're not going to worry too much about that at this moment? Because we've been very clinical this season. I was about to say, yeah. yeah, we've got had the lowest shots, haven't we, I think across the whole league and we're up there for goal scorers. So... If that was the third or fourth game in a row where we'd done that, I would be concerned because you, suddenly you're a team that has to have about eight chances to stand a chance of getting goals. But that's the first time I've seen us do that. Usually we have about two shots and score on both. So 
no, I'm not overly concerned at all. Uh, it's great that we're having all those chances as well because it makes for exciting football. And I'm sure it was just a one-off and, and next game, I'm sure when chances come, we'll, we'll make sure we take them. Mm. And just the, the idea now, Ben, that we're going into the international break, um, it, probably, it probably does come at the right time to get a couple of bodies fresh because it has been a, a very frantic start to the season with a couple of midweek games in there as well. But, you know, to, to go into that, that international break unbeaten, second in the championship, we're going to be sat in that second place in that table now for, for two weeks. So any time you look on the BBC Sport website, you're going to see us in that top two for two weeks. And that's going to be the same for players as well. I mean, they're going to feel so confident when they come back from that break now. Yeah, it's, um, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's looking at the table and you just think, well, especially when you look at the bottom of the table and you've got two big teams like Stoke and Huddersfield with one point down the bottom. It's crazy when you see us right up there because going into that Blackburn game, I bet most of us kind of thought we'd be right down there. But mm. the way this team's just quickly being assembled, really, just before that game, Gallagher come in and then after that, it's been quickly assembled, but just gelled so well. And uh, yeah, it's great to have the international break now. A couple of weeks off, uh, take stock. And uh, yeah, as you said, we can. Boya's got with the players that aren't going away to get these players together now. Maybe work on some other stuff. Um, it's a shame Kyle and Hemed are going away with Israel because we know these two aren't fully fit and. These probably are the two biggest signings we made, especially Kyle's come from such a write-up from Brighton fans, like um, done so well there. So, and we haven't seen anything of him yet. So it's it's great that we we're playing so well, but we got Aniki who hasn't really played that he hasn't played that many minutes yet. So that's exciting. Kyle, we haven't seen anything yet. Hemed, I think well the short time he came on yesterday, I thought he done quite well. But again, we haven't seen these players and. Yes, looks so promising. Excellent stuff, right? Brian says that no one waved when he when he started waving in the when he was in the in the Royal Albert Hall. So he might be the only one. Although I still don't believe he's the only one. I think they're just shy. Um, right. Um, let's have a listen to what Lee Bayer said. Don't forget, you can have your say as well. Email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum uh, to have your say on this evening's show. We're going to hear from Sam Field later on in the evening as well. But now let's hear from Lee Bayer. Uh, the addict's boss said there was one word he'd use to describe his team's performance yesterday. Fearless, uh, fearless. I think um, that they're in that place at the moment, and they're in that zone where they just believe that they're going to win every game. Uh, and, and I'm making them believe that they, they can win every game. So, okay, we had a bit of luck first half. Maybe if they would have taken the chance that that deal saved at the end, obviously it would have been a different game, but. Overall, over the 90 minutes, I thought we, we thoroughly deserved the win. And it, it could have been four or five. If it weren't for a couple of bad decisions from our lads in the, in the final third, we, we could have scored four or five comfortably. So, uh, But, listen, we won 2-0, clean sheet. Again, the defensive side of the game, I think we was outstanding. Uh, so, yeah, from, from back to front, I thought we was, um, we was excellent. And and we deserved three points. That second half in particular was was very impressive. The amount of times your side seemed to, to cut through Reading at, at ease in that second period. Yeah, but I said to him half-time, like, taking too many touches. We were taking too many touches when we was passing it across the back. It was too slow. Like we, Once once we then picked the pace up and, and moved the ball quickly like we're, we're good at, then I don't think they could get near us, and, and we just carved through them. And, and like you said, we 
we, we got into that in and around their box so many times second half and should have should have made it count. You know, the game should have been put to bed with, with half hour to go in, in my eyes. Must be such a psychological boost now to go into that international break that's coming up still unbeaten after after six games. Yeah, it's massive. I said to him before, like you, you've got a chance of going second or maybe join top. You know, like don't don't let it pass you. Um, leave everything out there and go and win your individual battles and make the right decisions. And uh, you, you keep doing that, you, we're, we're win. Uh, and then that's what's happened. And yeah, it's, it's a good time now to for everyone to recharge their batteries and and get ready for Birmingham in a couple of weeks. We've seen what, uh, the sort of exciting player that Jonathan Lecco can be throughout the course of the season, but he gets his first goal now as well, and hopefully he'll be able to push on from that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's our wild card, as, as I've said many a time. Um, you just never know, really know what you're going to get from him, but he's exciting and he can make things happen just uh, out of nothing. So, um, yeah, he's he deserved his goal. I said to him before the game, I fancied him to score today, and... Thankfully, now he, he get confidence from that, and, um, and that'll only benefit us. Guess the one slight downside looks like Sandfield came off with a bit of an injury. Do you know? Do you know what happened there? Uh, no, he'd be okay. He just twisted his ankle a little bit, so um, I'm sure he'd be fine. Uh, but yeah, I thought he'd, he'd done well today. Second half, read the game, and broke up, broke a lot of things up, and, and got us playing. You know, and um, so yeah, I think Connor. Good test for Connor playing against uh, Swift. He's, he's a good player, and then he gets forward, and, and, and he was causing his problems. But Connor was uh, done his defensive side of the game really well today. So yeah, I thought I thought it was good for him. Well, see, we knew about Charlton's momentum coming into this game, but Reading themselves were on a bit of a high. And you know, we saw a Brentford side last week with a lot of quality as well. These are these are good sides now that Charlton have been beating over the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're all good teams in this division. They've all got players that can hurt you and. But we also have that, and, and, and we have. Well, I keep saying it. So we have something unique, you know. Like they're in the dressing room there, and it, it just don't phase them. They just honestly think that they've got a chance of winning every game, and I do. I believe in them, you know, and I push them all the time, every day. Like all that stuff, we, we push the players every day to to be as good as what, what whatever we can push them to. And today they they didn't disappoint, and they just keep going and going and going and. and they got their reward again. And so you have got those those two weeks off now. I guess a chance to sort of refresh and and relax for a couple of days, and then hopefully you can pick up this same momentum on the other side. Yeah, obviously we just got to hope that no one comes back injured. The lads that are going away, I think we've got eight or ten that, that are away. So yeah, fingers crossed, nothing happens to them. And, and the most important thing is that we we start preparing for for them. Mine, nothing changes for me. I'll be watching Birmingham from from probably tonight. So, um, and then we're we just make sure next week we'll have a full week's training and and uh, yeah, hopefully we're we're getting ready for Birmingham. Second in the table is a bit too early to be getting carried away, but it's a nice place to be in. Yeah, let's not forget like we our aim is to stay in the league. So yeah, we've had a good start. What we're six games in? Six games is it? Yeah. Six games in, there's nothing, so 40 to go. Um, but it's, it's nice to be up there and, and get the, the, the points in the bag early. But we we know what we're, our, our achievement is to, our goal is to stay in the division, and uh, if we do that, that'll be some achievement with, with the budget that we have. It's, people laugh at us when, when we tell them what our budget is, and so 
what the lads are doing at the moment and, and the fans are helping. They're playing a massive part as well. They didn't stop singing for 90 minutes. So loud and, and helping the lads push through these games is, yeah, everyone's in a good place at the moment. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers there. And it's done. Yes! 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 Oh, it's gone. Oh, Patrick Barr. Welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening or via the podcast afterwards. Of course, uh, that was Lee Bayer speaking to me after yesterday's uh, 2-0 win over at the Majeski, Majeski Stadium uh, at Reading. Um, yeah, keeping his feet firmly on the ground so far, Tom. I mean, I know we're all getting carried away because we're in the top two. And as, as I've mentioned, we are planning on staying there for the rest of the season. But, you know, jokes aside, we are still playing it game by game. We are still trying to make sure we get enough points to stay in the division. Yeah, and we have to we have to look at it like that. Claudio Ranieri was still saying forty points when they'd won the league. I think with Leicester, so um, he's doing this the right way. And are we really surprised? Absolutely not. He's going to take it game by game. We have to be respectful of every opposition we play because there are good sides in this league. As I mentioned earlier, October in particular is a tough month for us. I think we've got Leeds, we've got Swansea. I know we've got Millwall coming up as well. So these are games that are going to be some of the tougher ones we're going to have all season. So. By the time we get to Christmas, we're going to have a realistic idea of where we should be. And if we're still up in that top 10 places by then, well, maybe we'll start to talk slightly differently at that point. But six games is far too early. Having said all that, as a fan, you've just got to enjoy it because that's what you're in football for. And to go six games unbeaten at the start of the championship, uh, you, you couldn't have dreamed of a better start, as I said earlier. Yeah, the dance club have started back up again. I don't know if you can hear that in the <laughs> background, but hopefully you can't. <laughs> but they're all dancing away in there in, in the press room. Uh, it's so strange to, under- to to think that that's where Lee Bowyer gives these press conferences. That's there's where he had that rant about yeah. uh, Steve Evans. There's currently like a, re- a carnival going on in the press <laughs> room, but they're loving it. Um, now, I mean, first day show, Ben, and I'm, I'm, I'm 
we we had the the chap on from from a local Reading journalist now, and I will I will just say this now: can they can the person who emailed him not do that, please? Because we do need to have a little bit of goodwill for if, with the people who come on the show from the other other teams, and a lot of people tweeting in saying, "Oh, can we? Oh, let's get him on, let's get him on." Um, we're not, obviously we're not going to get him on to, to to be wound up, but you know he was very positive about Reading's uh, performances recently, um, saying they may even have a top six squad. Yeah, and we, they've certainly got some good players, as we saw. Um, but, you know, as Boya said, we, we need to get used to the fact that every team in the championship will have quality players. Even the Stokes, who we've played, have got the likes of Tom Ince and, and uh, you know, the, the, the teams that we've beaten are still good teams. And it's weird that we, we're trying to sort of recalibrate in our minds that we can be as good as these teams at this moment in time. Yeah, it could work in our favour, really, because, um, as you say, these uh, teams have got big names in it. You've got... Uh, Teams have come down from the Premiership and have still got these big names on big wages. So maybe there's more pressure on them than there is for us. And we've got up-and-coming players coming through, making a name for themselves. Or a player like Johnny Williams, who is really well-respected. But, of course, his injuries have probably knocked him down a pecking order of, of where people think he should be. But, again, another class player. So, yeah, we're upsetting the odds. It's great to see. But, yeah, Reading went into the... Uh, into the game in good form. So they, they beat Cardiff, I remember watching on Sky, Drew of West Brom. So, and then I think they beat Huddersfield as well. So that gives that gives fans confidence. Of course it does. But coming against us, they're on a high going into it. But we're on a high ourselves. And yeah. although it took us a while to get into the game, once we got going, we, we matched them and then we're better than them in the end. So I say, it's, it's amazing how once we've got that little bit of swagger about us, how we can play. And we played really well in that second period. And we were ripping apart a team that, like I say, it's got Michael Morrison at the back. And it's got you know a midfield that included John Swift and Ajara players who are good players. But we outplayed them in that second period. Now let's have a look at some of the tweets that came in. Uh, don't forget you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live, Or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum to have your say uh, on this evening's show. Toon Addict did that last night. What a call cool for from Boya to bring on Anike. Williams was having a great game, breaking uh, nicely with the ball, but somehow Boya sees that we need some strength up top. Uh, Anike changes the game and we win comfortably. What a team this is and what a manager we have. That's, I mean, that's one of the best things about Lee Boya is he, he knows how to tweak the system because... I say this every week because he does it every week. Something's not quite right. He'll tweak it. He'll make a sub. He'll change the formation. Yesterday it was a sub that helped us get you know real control and and just getting the team to move the ball around a bit quicker. Yeah, and we were on commentary. We were surprised when he brought an EK on because it was a very uh, attacking-minded change. He wasn't prepared to just see the game out. He wanted to go for that second and go for the jugular. And fair play to him because. You're right, especially when you compare him to his predecessor who had a have had a formation he preferred and, and stuck to it rigidly. Here's someone who's prepared to look at every opposition differently, decide what he wants to do. And as you say, if that's not working, it's fine. He'll, he'll ch- change it up and do something else. And it's not only credit to him from a, a confidence point of view that he's got the bottle to do it, but also down to his work on the training ground that his players are able to adapt to whatever formation he, he puts them through. So, yeah, massive credit to Boya. Um, again, just... We've, we've praised him every single week, I think, and rightly so. But it was an inspired change because Anike probably had his best performance in, in a Charlton shirt so far. I know it's only been a brief career, but he did, uh, I don't want to say change the game because we were already on top, but he just made sure that we cemented that, that dominance and get that second goal. Mm. Uh, Chrissy 
Uh, T said, you love to see it. Can we please get that Reading journalist back on tomorrow night's show? His interview hasn't aged so well. <laughs> We've got a lot of stuff like that to, uh, tonight. Derek Harris says, uh, one of the things I really like about Boyer is his ability to read the game, to change it over, and overall tactical flexibility. It sets him apart from the rest. Daniel saying, the only thought so far tactically was making that sub against Forrest on the corner, uh, which we then conceded from. But Jesus, he has proved uh, to be an amazing uh, tactician. Danny's asking if we can get that reporter back on. James is asking if we can get that Reading reporter back on. <laughs> Paul Evans says, I was quaking that Pelly and Puskas had managed a full week's training before yesterday and we did well to score against two of the three best defenders in the championship and a journalist who presumably has watched a lot of football should know better than to get carried away by a couple of good results at the start of the season. Isn't that right, Louis? I think he's talking about the Reading journalist. Well, let's talk about me because I'm getting carried away as well, <laughs> now, to be fair. Uh, Liam says, uh, uh, the away performance from team to the fans was unreal. Everyone was given 100%. You love to see it. Birmingham will bring a different challenge. They travel well. Uh, can't wait for the Valley uh, to be bouncing. That's Liam. Yeah, I mean, the, the I mean you were in that away end yesterday, Ben, and I mean, it sounded so loud. I think it does work quite nicely where Reading have got those... That, that little group of fans, singing fans, they've got there. So they sort of bounced off each other quite nicely until Charlton really took control and then the Reading fans just shut up and sat sat there quietly, really, didn't they? Yeah, it makes the atmosphere so much better. And um, as that uh, guy said there, Birmingham have sold out the away end uh, with two weeks to go till the game's on. And uh, it definitely makes the atmosphere a lot better at the Valley. But I can't remember our away support being as good as it is now. Uh for well, I think for years, everyone's singing, they're bouncing, even going down on the concourse at half time, which obviously you guys didn't see. Everyone's bouncing, chucking their beers around, singing Twist and Shout. It's, <laughs> it's brilliant, and we're still yeah. buzzing from last well, season. It's just, yeah, it's amazing the way that everyone everyone is just enjoying it and, you know, not getting carried away, but just enjoying the moment. It's brilliant. I mean, uh, Liam mentioned Birmingham's away form. They've, they've actually lost their last three on the road, all by three goals to nil, um, one of which was against Pompey in the League Cup and then also against Forrest and Swansea. And then they got that extremely lucky win against Brentford on the opening day of the season. So that will be an interesting, slightly different type of test when it against a team that perhaps isn't as confident but we'll, we'll look ahead to that properly as we as we uh, uh, come out of the other side of the international break right the wave says I thought the turning point uh, of the game was when Anike came on Reading could not cope with him he looked hungry mega fast and focused uh, Taylor Leko and Anike attacking an away game in the second half wow I was not expecting that yeah uh, very good indeed right F James uh, good job done yesterday now time to regroup they go again stronger I must draw attention to the attitude of Taylor yes he's a good goal getter but he's showing signs even more that his journey with us is closing in the dilemma that arises is does he stay and run the clock down on his contract or go in January he would be better served to run the contract down and go to whoever wants to gamble on him he could be a bad apple uh, in the barrel if this is not resolved I believe we have enough firepower uh, to see us over the line he says one more for it seems that Taylor is more disgruntled because he because the sole attention is not on him. He's a player that needs to be the kingpin and attention on him. Just a thought. I love my club and no player is bigger than that. Thanks for listening. Now, Lyle Taylor yesterday held the ball up to, you know, be, despite being pretty isolated in that first half. In the second half, he was involved in winning the penalty. He scored the penalty. You saw him at full time show, uh, throwing his shirt into the crowd and giving the, the crowd singing. He did the tunnel jump at an away ground. Am I getting carried away here? Was Lyle Taylor's attitude not been a problem at all this week? Or, I think... Given everything that's happened since the the whole Brentford offers and everything, I think Lyle Taylor's attitude on the pitch has been absolutely impeccable. Um, I think there's been some question marks off the pitch in terms of he's had a couple of kind of um, 
bumps with fans in, in various uh, various ways and obviously came off social media last week but on the pitch which is where we need him and where he earns his money he's been absolutely fantastic you know you could easily see that Brentford could have messed with his head uh, Bowyer referenced himself was it the Stoke game that came straight after he played him he scored um, and then he, he hasn't put a foot wrong for me on the pitch um, I do still think he'll probably go in January if he continues this form just because I think it'll be an offer that, that Roland probably won't turn down but I, you can't argue with the way that that Taylor has performed on the pitch. Yeah, any, any comment on that, Ben? No, I totally agree with Tom. I um, haven't seen any change in him at all. And uh, there was one bit yesterday when Lecco scored after he'd high-fived and cuddled everyone. They're walking back to the centre circle and Taylor grabbed him and was like giving him some words of encouragement. So if, if personally, if I thought if it was all about him, why would he bother doing that? And um, yeah, did, done the tunnel jump, came over to the fans, gave his shirt to a young fan great to see and um yeah and he, it's gonna be hard for him we're away from home a tough championship club who've had some good results against michael morrison and uh, liam moore two great center backs and uh, i thought he really put in a shift yeah he kept going he kept going i have to admit Ev, I, don't, I don't agree with those tweets but thank you for getting involved anyone i do understand your, your questions about the contract which i think tom has, has touched upon there right um another tom tom bramley tweets in saying reading shaded the first half and phillips did well to keep us level in the second half our midfield took over and dominated for the rest of the match even uh, even the appalling ref couldn't stop us gallagher <laughs> uh, was my man of the match dare i say he's an upgrade on a rebo. Well, that's a couple of comments we've had like that over the last couple of weeks, Ben. I mean, is it still too early? I mean, Gallagher's certainly younger. I mean, let's, a lot of people are going to talk about a rebo because he's gone now. So it's, it's easy to forget how good he was for us. But, you know, Gallagher's certainly got the potential to be that player for us, hasn't he? I think I watched the old firm uh, today when a played there and he didn't seem to have a good game. So I think a few Charlton fans enjoyed that. Uh, but no, I mean, Aribo, I think, was a different player. Gallagher is just everywhere. And his uh, long hair swishes back, front <laughs> and back as he's running. He's just everywhere. And I think you can compare them because obviously, same position. Um, and Gallagher's given us some goals already. That's what Aribo didn't bring to us uh, until, he, yeah, until towards on. the end of the season. Um, so yeah, I definitely get excited about Gallagher. I think he's the best signing we've made in years, it seems like. Yeah, is it is I've told comparatively between Gallagher and Aribo it's a t- it is still early doors, we're still talking about six games. It's difficult. It's yeah, it's too early to tell really. I think Gallagher offers us a lot, uh, and, and could easily go on to, to be just such an important player this year. But on the other hand, I think look, Aribo was with us for what, two, three years and the way that he could win the ball back, the way those long legs could carry him forwards. He did get a few goals. Benji's right. It t- took a little while to get those goals out of him, but he did get them. Aribo's a-, a-, a class player, and I think it's very easy now that he's gone. The same way Carl and Grant left, and you're like, oh, well, now it doesn't matter. Well, Carl and Grant was still amazing for us, as was Joe Aribo, but I-, I don't know. It's too early to tell, but the way Gallagher started, I'm obviously very, very pleased with. Right, Ollie says that Reading should have taken their chances in the first half, but Sam Field controlled the game completely. I hope his injury isn't too bad. Yeah, we heard from from Lee Bowyer there it isn't. Uh, uh, Lecco had Reading on ropes throughout the second half. Uh, Chucks looked better as a central attacking midfielder when he came on, used his strength to get through, which led to uh, the penalty. He also says uh, we should also all enjoy being second because no one would have expected us to be second. Everyone enjoyed 
enjoy the wave because for me personally, I haven't been this excited uh, about Charlton for years. Although Oli did say he did, he thought that Lyle uh, Taylor wasn't his self uh, yesterday. Ross Ramsey is saying it can't be long before Lyle starts his run up from the halfway line for his penalties. <laughs> the most assured penalty taker in England. Uh, 14 points in August. Premier League all but confirmed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board the Premier League train, Ross, with you. Yeah, we're definitely going. Now, Will Bolland, uh, what did I tell you at the start of the season? Keep the faith and believe in Bowie. I think Will's got that tattoo somewhere on his body so he can remember it. But it's true, though, isn't it? Like. Oh. He's done an amazing job so far. Right, Tony out in Spain. Great game plan from Boya. I think he wanted us to soak up pressure in the first half, uh, go into the break at 0-0, and then come out and dominate the second half as we did. They weren't expecting it, and we could have won by three or even four. Also, Dylan Phillips uh, was brilliant. Uh, yesterday. Connor Burden says Gallagher and Field were class. Atmosphere was phenomenal and we always looked in control. A conservative 10th or 12th finish place. I mean, you know, we are getting carried away because we're, we're second. But I mean, realistically now, how, how do you assess where we could finish this season? God. I, I can't see us being in a relegation battle. I really can't. No, I, I, I hope I'm not jumping the gun there. Yeah, Boya said that a few weeks ago, didn't he? Mm. He, he kind of said, like, I can't see us being relegated now. Um, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because as Charlton fans, we're always, although we may be excited, we're always thinking of the worst. It's like even when we're 2-0 up, we're still thinking the other team are going to win 3-2. It's just our mentality sometimes. But it's just so exciting at the moment, not only because the team's playing well, but just we've got so many other players that bring us other options. I mean, we're talking about Boyer with the ingenious sub of bringing on Aniki for Williams, but he could have easily brought on Otzuma, who got man a match down there against Nottingham <laughs> Forest, and we haven't seen him since. It's another one, yeah, it's another one we, we have mentioned. I mean, Tom, top two? Top, top one? Top one, I imagine. Get, we win so many points to actually get us in the Premier League relegation zone? Yeah, yeah. I reckon so. I know we were, <laughs> we were joking about the fact that we, I think you said we were going to win every single game. Okay, we've dropped four points, but haven't dropped any since, have we? So... <laughs> Uh, if we finished four points off a perfect season, I- I'd take that, I think. Yeah, brilliant. Right, uh, Flynn Diesel, Martin Flynn got involved. A good game of two halves. Reading, the better in the first. Charlton much improved in the second. Fort Cullen was excellent second half yesterday. And uh, we saw three crucial saves from Dylan Phillips. Lockyer and Pierce have been excellent together at the back, whilst Cullen and Gallagher are pulling the strings in the midfield. Been impressed by Lecco uh, and his work rate. He says, uh, also, just to say the following and support for Charlton at the moment is as good as I've known it in 25 years of following him. Uh, that was immense in the way in the away end uh, yesterday. Bill Greenall, superb. Boyer and Co. working miracles once again. I think the bookies and other teams have underestimated us. Adele's looking forward to singing in your studio if we get to the playoffs, as Nathan has promised her. Good luck with that. Oh, oh she's more than welcome to come and sing in our studio, especially with the dance club yeah, next door. I love that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'd love to have Adele in the studio uh, singing along. Right. Uh, uh, JB Wernstrom says uh, what will Taylor or the club do if he's offered a big money move uh, to a championship side below us in January assuming we're still in the top six now I mean that will raise some questions because of course wage wise we wouldn't match a club like that but I mean if we're doing well I mean that that, that might be a head scratcher yes I guess it's honest well if as you said if a big offer comes in for a player who's out of contract in the summer then Roland's going to accept it. Um, as much as we all jump up in the air and throw our hands up at Roland, it on a business side, if he's not going to sign that contract, you you take the money, don't you, in January? But well, at the same time, I guess I don't know if the, the opportunity was there, but you'd say he didn't do that with 
Arriba or Bauer, although we don't really know what, what offers yeah. came in or if people were just thinking, you know what, I'll get you for free in, in six months anyway. So Yeah, I, I guess it's hard, but it's, again, it's up to Lyle if Lyle wants to go. If if he thinks, well, if, if we're in the playoffs and a team, say, mid-table come in for him, then it's it's up to him to see what he wants to do. He might have belief now in Bowyer's team that thinks, you know what, this, this team's going places and... Yeah, I guess a lot of it is down to him as well. Yeah, well, London Inic Giza says it's all going swimmingly well. Warning to any of the squad thinking of leaving. You'd be mad. Recent history shows that you leave the mighty Charlton and your career goes down the swanee. <laughs> uh, right, Michael says, a brilliant start by the boys. Really proud. Reading had the better of it in the first half, but we've really come into it in the second and could have had a couple more with our chances. But let's be realistic. We've only played one team in the top half so far. Let's keep it up. Again, yeah, are we getting carried away with the teams we've played maybe, Tom? The reason they're in the bottom half is surely because we've beaten them though. So yeah. there hasn't been enough games for, for that to matter as far as I'm concerned. Look, I know And, and Reading were on great form. Yeah, I know Stoke are, are where they are, but you look at Brentford and, and Forest and, and Reading in particular, I think those are, those are teams that if we'd lost all three of those, we'd still be coming in here and going, well, do you know what? We've lost to a decent side, so... It's very early to tell in terms of who's going to be up at the top and, and down at the bottom come the end of the season, but I don't read enough into that at the moment. Like I say, we have got some tough games in terms of the likes of Leeds and Swansea coming up, so I know they are probably the ones that on paper are going to be the hardest fixtures we get mm. this season, but no, I don't think... I think it would be unfair on us to say, well, we've just played easy teams because if we'd have lost every game so far this season, that probably was in line with expectations and, and we haven't lost a single one, so... Right, Cliff says, absolutely brilliant start. This team has a winning mentality and never gives up. Yes, we know it's early days and we have many more tough games to come, but you can't help getting excited with the way things have gone so far. Uh, Tony says he's actually listening live out in Spain today. So there we go. Royal Albert Hall in Spain. That's where people are listening this evening. Uh, Right, Richard Justin says, is Adam Matthews coming in? If so, on paper, it's an upgrade for for Dixel. Yeah, we heard on Thursday's show, Lee Bayer, talking about the potential uh, of a former Sunderland right back, Adam Matthews, coming in. I think he's, he's only trained a couple of days, so it wasn't really much of an update. Uh, to have yesterday that I knew of so um, yeah it'd be interesting to see how that happens over the next week or two during the international break he'll probably have a good run uh, of training there right John Cooper says it may still be early but we remain unbeaten and we dare to dream the team spirit within the squad is unbelievable not to mention their never say die attitude I just hope our incredible journey is not derailed come the end of January uh, January's transfer window come on uh, you Reds yeah we'll see about that Marion's listening in as well uh, I think she lives in Surrey so we've got that's three free locations now right Yorkshire Addict Yorkshire as well another yeah, one <laughs> I want to see a flag down at the valley with we've done it tell uh, on it still get goops bumps wherever I hear that yeah if you ask um, if you ask W it does that on request actually yeah it's, yeah, it's brilliant <laughs> Uh, Sebo, uh, can we secure double promotion? Maybe yes, maybe no. But at the moment, I'm just enjoying the ride and the journey. Yeah, Sebo's got should. it right there. Yeah, That's Inner good. Space says Gallagher reminds me of David Beckham uh, a little bit. Probably the hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, the to, hair, to, to, it helps out, but he is very good as well. And Matthias says a 2 0 win against Reading still coming to terms that we are a good team in the championship. It feels weird, uh, but brilliant. Like you say at the moment, I'm enjoying this wonderful ride that Charlton. Uh, on right I'm gonna have a quick break here we've still got a few more uh, messages to come uh, via the email and of course via the Charlton Life Forum as well and we're also going to hear from Sam Field uh, later in the show we're just going to 30 seconds or so we'll be back here on Charlton Live uh, in just 30 seconds Tell me what you're gonna do Cause they're all for you 
bringing the ball forward. Short, good challenge from Cullen. Wins it back for Chong. Can it come to Williams? Williams dives in, gets the ball. Williams on his feet, on a run. Williams, ball inside to Gallagher. It's good. Gallagher shooting shots. Gallagher! Yeah! Welcome back. This is Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Uh, or if you're listening via the podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe button uh, on your Acast app or your iTunes podcast app. That means our, our show will get downloaded to your phone automatically twice a week uh, when the when it's not the international break, because actually we're not here next week. So if you do that now, you have to wait to see it work for a couple of weeks. But yeah, we're not going to be around next week. It's international break. Uh, but we'll be back for the big match preview ahead of the home game uh, against Birmingham. That'll be on the Thursday before that game. So we look forward to being back uh, then. Right, Phil. Uh, DMs us. Hi guys, the Boya roller coaster keeps rolling. Never mind about Taylor going before the end of the season. It's going to be hard to keep Lee at the club. Please, please try and get the overconfident Reading journalist back on the show. <laughs> That's what Phil Collin again. I don't think Jonathan Lowe's even going to come on next time we play him now because uh, yeah, he's got he's got some stick there. I've got. Like, I have to read an email. There's been an email exchange between a fan and him as well. It's not too bad, but I would ask you to not email the journalists who come on our show, please. Hundred percent, Charlton. In every game in this division will be hard. We just have uh, just been playing unreal. All credit to Bayer and the team. Judge the table after ten to fifteen games to um, and get us to forty points, and I'll be over the moon. In Boya, we trust, and I agree with the boys. Lyle gave his all uh, on the pitch yesterday. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how quickly we get to that. Was it 45? Probably the best amount of points. In the, people say 50 in the championship, but 45 yeah. is probably fair. 45 will do when it. we get to 45, and which is probably about three weeks at this rate, but when we get there, then, then we'll see where we are, really, won't we? But. Uh, let, let, let's look forward to that. Roger Trask, after a few negative comments towards Phillips, a massive mention for him yesterday, uh, after yesterday's performance, he was in fine form. Well done, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, we're a very positive Dylan show, Tom, so it's quite easy for us to say that, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I'd go back to what Benji said earlier. I think his distribution has come in for criticism, and, and rightly so, because uh, it, it hasn't been great. But, again, go back to what I said in commentary yesterday, he's in the team to make saves, and he made two saves yesterday that, by far kept us in the game. One of them at, I think, 0-0 and, and the other when we were just 1-0 up um, or possibly we got the second by then. But either way, and both very, very good saves as well. Um, yeah, that's what he's in the team to do. His distribution is improving as well. So uh, you see him practising that every every uh, pre-game. So yeah, I'm just a huge fan of him. And, you know, Amos is a very, very good keeper and he's breathing down his neck. So the pressure is on Dills to, to keep that number one shirt. But for me, so far, he fully deserves to stay there. Right, Peter Beerlin, he's the guilty party here on tonight's show. He said, Evening, Lou. Following Thursday's show, I just had to write to Jonathan Lowe, the Reading journalist, after the game uh, yesterday. Uh, so Peter said, Ah, not so cocky now then. Uh, and Jonathan, to his credit, said, How beaten by the better side, hands down. There you go. So, uh, but Peter did add, I thought your team's comments on Roland's show on Thursday were spot on. He has a, still a lot to answer for. Great show as always. That's from Peter. Thank you for that. So, yeah, no more emails. <laughs> Peter, but at least he took it on the chin there uh, and yeah um, I mean we talked about Roland on, on Thursday show after after some comments from, from Bose but yeah um, we had an email from Danny Hill Charlton versus Reading evening lads I hope you're all well yes we are because we're 
storming the championship on our way to the Premier League. Danny, thanks for asking. Uh, evening, lads. Uh, what a performance again from the boys. We truly have a never-say-die attitude. We're showing we are a championship side and capable of competing despite our shoestring budget. Charlton are here and here to stay well till the 2nd of May 2020 when we have 134 points and we're in the Premier League. I mean, that was the one thing when... And luckily, I've learned not to make sarcastic jokes to Bayer. Not that I would anyway during interviews. But when he kept saying, you know, our aim is to stay in the division, I was so tempted to say, well, well not if you get promoted, it's not. Have you failed then? But uh, the fact that we are competing, Ben, is probably the, the most pleasing part of this season for me. Because we're not going to win every game, as we've seen. We're not, we're not going to go the season unbeaten. We are going to lose games at points. We are going to come up against injuries, suspension, all of those things that can derail you for a little while. But we've shown that we're competing with players that are coming off the bench we've got players who haven't played yet we've we've never been outclassed in any game and that's the most important part for me so far no and um as sebo tweeted in let's enjoy the ride let's not get angry when things aren't going our way which obviously hasn't happened yet anyway with the fans but after the Nottingham forest game i walked away i think most of the fans did we was all gutted it was only a draw and uh it seems mad to think that but yeah, it's enjoy the ride. Um, as you said, there's competition for places. There's exciting players that we haven't seen play yet uh, due to injuries and uh, Otsuma only just coming in. But um, yeah, let's enjoy the ride. And look, yesterday, when we were put under the cosh for that first 20 minutes or so, Boyer easily could have gone, oh, do you know what, guys? These guys are a bit better than I thought they'd be. Let's uh, drop back a bit. But he didn't. He went for it. He stuck with the formation and... Um, once we started getting a ball, as uh, Flynn Diesel tweeted in there, Josh Cullen played really well and Gallagher in the middle. Good passing around, kept the ball moving and um, we just grew into the game. So that was confidence and it's it's great to see Boyer just sticking with it rather than thinking, hang on, we've only just got promoted. Let's drop back a bit, boys. But we didn't. We kept going, stuck to our guns and... Uh, done really well and I see that that is sort of rubbing off on you Tom because when we were driving to the game I mean even on Thursday show I think you got a prediction bang on actually I think you said 2-0 I think that's a, yeah. a couple I've got right yeah but I mean, on, when we were driving to the game yesterday I, I, I sort of reiterated oh, what, how you feeling it's like, we're going to win I, I just feel like we're going to win mm. yeah and it's it's mad and it's I suppose it is cockiness but I'm not I'm not saying it out of any disrespect for the opposition like I said to you yesterday I just don't I don't, we last lost to Oxford and I wasn't at that game. So I don't remember the last time I was at a game where I saw Charlton lose. You didn't go Fleetwood away either. So you no, haven't seen us lose since So I haven't seen us lose a, a meaningful game yeah. for, for a long, long yeah. time. Um, yeah, it probably was that. So yeah, it, it has been a long time. And, and like uh, a lot of people have said so far, I'm just, just loving it and just enjoying it because it, it's been a, a tough few years. Let, let's not... Uh, mess around some of the protests and everything that's happened and the relegation back down to League One and you know you go all the way back to Powell getting sacked all of that it's just been so so awful that to be honest I'm just enjoying it and mm. and sure we as you just said we're probably going to lose some games at some point but until that happens I'm, I'm yeah. just absolutely loving it my brother's wife was trying to sort of fade was just trying to sort of say a, a stat and it sounds like a really good stat about Ben Perrington that we've only lost one game since Ben Perrington's been in the side but I said yeah but you can say that for pretty much most of our players we haven't lost many games but Ben Perrington played in the game at Fleetwoods that we lost he was ill for the game at Oxford that we lost so 
he's only lost once as a Charlton player in a, in a league game, which is a, a stat that sounds incredible. But it also sounds like Ben Perrington's like the most important player <laughs> in the team when he's a very solid player and he got in the team in a week this week. But a couple of the new guys in the mm. comms team had said they hadn't seen Charlton lose yeah, yet as well. Yeah. I don't know if they've only been here this season, but yeah, yeah it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy, isn't it? The, the way these runs go. But yeah, but then you'll turn around and say, well, Chuck Sonique's never lost a Charlton game. I, I imagine Johnny Williams probably. I can't remember if he played at Oxford. I don't know if he would have played. He probably he probably almost pretty much never lost a Charlton game. So there's a lot of players in the team that have them. Good but place yeah, to be. It's a very good place to be. Right, uh, Albert Rossi uh, says, Good evening, Lou. Great show. Huddersfield could be in League One and Carlin Grant could be back where he started. Uh, the grass is not always greener on the other side. I think Carlin's pretty much scored all of their goals, isn't yeah. he? So um, I, I think he'll still be in demand. I don't think it's exactly his fault that Huddersfield are down there. But certainly a couple of those teams, like Huddersfield, Stoke, teams have been down from the Premier League in the last year or two. I mean, it shows that once you get that losing mentality, which is the complete opposite of what we have here at the Valley, it can be really hard to, to turn around. Right, Brian Cole, emails in. Hi, fellas. Great day once again for the Addicts and another three points in the bag for our boys. I really wanted to email in to sing the praises of our magnificent support at the Madstad. Uh, this is in no small part due to the youngsters that are now so well organised and literally in harmony with a vast array of chants and songs. Us oldens love to get involved and once the words are worked out, uh, we will make a right old racket. Big up to all these boys and girls, especially the drummer. Uh, keep up their good work, and we could get, uh, we could help get the team into dreamland. Any thoughts in the studio on the support uh, from our boys? I mean, we've said already. I mean, Ben, you're in the thick of it as well. But it's so, it's so good at the moment, especially like you know, I talk about the away games that are nearby, like Reading, or you know, we saw Portsmouth last season where you pack out the away end. But even Blackburn, for example, is quite a long way, but there's still a healthy number up there and they just don't stop going at the moment. Yeah, and I think someone else tweeted in that it's the best support they've ever known in their whole years of going, and I totally agree with that. I mean, for years, you know me, I like to start singing at games and um, (laughs) try and get everyone going. And uh, sometimes it's really hard to do that because no one, well, again, we didn't have any new songs going or... People just didn't want to join in, whereas now it's just constant. I can't think there's not like a minute in the game where we're not all getting behind them and stuff like that. And yeah, there's some new songs going about, so... uh have to write down the words for all the old ones so they can <laughs> sing along then. Yeah, at least get him on Twitter or something. Right, Brian uh, Brian also had, he was loving the sounds from the dance class, uh, by the way. I wonder if anyone else has ever thought of having dancing at the Valley before. I don't know, did we ever think about having cheerleaders? I don't know. But anyway, the dance class is gone now. Thing. Yeah, uh, dance class is gone now, thankfully. They, they seem to be having a wonderful time. <laughs> but thankfully, they've gone. Right, we've still got a few messages to come to uh, from the Charlton Life Forum, a few more discussion points to, to bring up. But I think we should hear now from Sam Field, uh, the West Brom loanee was obviously delighted to see his mate get off the the, the uh, uh, get onto the score sheet yesterday in the form of Jonathan Lecco. Uh, but Sam Field obviously started ahead of Darren Prattley yesterday. Came in, uh, said that the team had to stick at it after what he felt was a challenging first half. A bit of a struggle, to be honest. I think first half we had to ride our luck a bit and just just almost get through. We knew we were coming at half time a bit frustrated with ourselves because we a couple of chances we'd made and it was only a couple of passes we had to get make and we were we were on to them so we knew we could do it um, and then obviously the gaffer just got us right off the second half and I think it showed we were we completely dominated the second half and probably should have won by more if we took our chances a bit better but I mean to win 2-0 you, know, you take that before the game any day and we're on 14 points now so you know great end to this little block and come back up international and start again basically. I was going to say first half was fa- fairly level they Maybe slightly shaded it, but there's clear difference in the second half. So, what did uh, Bowie say to you? At the just half got time? Into us. I think he just told us, you know, good players, we're better than that. And 
it was almost like they've given us a run in there, you know, if we can sustain, you know, stay nil-nil in that, we can cause some problems if we get going, and I think we did straight away, just started to link up better, started to connect through the third, and, you know, I think that was a, you know, brilliant 45 minutes, so if we can build on that and keep doing that, I'm sure we'll be fine. It must be delighted for your uh, West Brom teammate as well as Charlton teammate, Jonathan Lecco, opening his account. Um, so he's goal well with slight deflection, but uh, I'm sure he's delighted. Yeah, goal's a goal. I'm, you know, I'm really happy for him. I think he's done really well since he's come in. So obviously a long may that continue. And obviously I've known him a long time as well, so it's extra special. Um, um, hopefully, like I say, he keeps doing it. And that's what he's in the team for. If he keeps doing that, I'm sure he'll play week in, week out. You've had to stay patient to get into the side. and We've started really well. Um, but you seem to have slotted in almost like you've been here for since the start of pre-season how have you personally found it yeah, it's been a bit different obviously being at West Brom for 14 years and only knowing that way it's been a bit of a uh, you know a change but I've, you know these are great group of lads great club I'm happy to be here and I mean I think it's an honour to come in and be patient if they're winning they're then doing everything right you know we've got to support each other you know, I have to come on for 10 minutes like I did the game before that's fine I've got no issue I just want to help the team so hopefully it can stay in and start showing what I can really do more and more now so I'm just I'm just happy to be playing to be honest. You play in the Premier League, you've had a bit of championship experience as well. What's this Charlton team compared to, to those who've been involved with West Brom and uh, etc. Both very good teams in England as well. There's a there's a great camaraderie here to be honest. There's a there's a feeling that we'll just run for each other, which is massive in this league. You are not gonna dominate forty six games a season so like the first half you have to soak it up sometimes but if you can do what we did second half Honestly, I think we'll be higher up the table than lower down for sure. You took a little bit of a heavy knock to your, to your ankle. You've got a bandage right now, but uh, can you rest Charlton fans' mind and say it's not yeah, too I'm bad? Yeah, I'm fine. I think I could just shot me from the crowd. <laughs> I'm all right. It's just one of them. I think I think they were getting ready anyway. I think I was doing quite a lot of doggies, so I think I'm still getting my fitness up and whatnot. So I'm absolutely fine. So hopefully, come next game, I'll be around here. And just going on to team morale, I saw last night Johnny Williams on his Instagram story posted a <laughs> video of some initiations. Uh, how did you rate your personal song? <laughs> They played it after we won as well, to be fair. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not the best singer. I like to do my talking on the pitch. So, yeah, it's one of those things you have to do, to be honest. And, you know, it's just, even if it's a minute of just pure hell, you get it over and done with it. You know, they're a great group. And, you know, I'd sing every week if we won like that. So. And just last one for me, uh, the away support today, again, fantastic. I mean, you've, you've probably only seen the Charm fans away support being absolutely fantastic, which it has been for the last couple of years. I mean, what have you made, made of their support so far? Brilliant. I heard them all the way through and you know even when they're defending and it's doggy they appreciate you know and blocks and tackles and everything so honestly I think if we keep putting the work in and they keep doing that it seems like a recipe for success to be honest. So seeing second in the table tomorrow and obviously it's still early days but that's a bit of a morale boost being in those automatic promotion places. Yeah definitely uh, we don't want to get uh, you know too ahead of our ahead of our boots but you know it you know it's about 14 points I think it is by this time is you know it's a great step and I think it's just got to give us confidence to go into games and go actually no well we're not just here because we're not the we're here to actually challenge and, and push and I think a place like this at Reading are a good team I think to win 2-0 it's a real statement really. I think like the stated aims at the start of the season were still just to stay in this division but getting so many points early do you think that gives you the confidence that perhaps you know the aims could be upper mid-table or even better than that? Um, I think I personally take it game by game. Um, I think the lads will probably surprise themselves a bit. Um, but this, that's what this league's about. It is absolute mayhem. It can, one week you can be winning 3-0, next week you can be losing 3-0. It's just constant. You have to keep up with it. And I think um, the thing we've done really well is just sticking games. Sometimes like Brentford the week before, we just have to stick in it. 
Um, so I'm sure we'll keep our heads on our you know, and, uh, floor. But you were saying there's a bit of fearlessness amongst the squad at the moment. They feel like they can go out and win any team because obviously for a lot of the team they've, they've come up from lower leagues so it could be a bit daunting coming to the championship. But do, do you get a sense in the in the dressing room there's no one really that, that worried about playing teams like Reading or, or, or bigger teams in the championship? I think we just want to go and enjoy ourselves going, you know, and pressure's off. I mean, the, you know, the, the media might not think that much but I think we just want to go and show what we're capable of and that's what the manager wants as well. He knows we're good players, we train really well, we, you know, we're running hard and training and whatnot. So I think it's just that, it's just going out and expressing ourselves and I think we only showed about 67% of what we can do so I think everyone enjoys it when they're playing well and getting on the ball and moving it so I think it's just one of them, just keep our heads to the ground and keep working hard and keep seeing what we can do. And obviously finally you're sort of battling for position with, with Darren Prattley and he's a, an experienced player. Um, is, do you feel like there's a lot you can learn from him because apparently he's, apparently he's quite a good, uh, a good egg around the dressing yeah, room as well? Yeah, he's a great guy, he's a lovely guy, he's been really helpful since I've come in. Um, yeah, I could, you can learn off lots of people and definitely for sure you don't, you don't hang around in this game for the length of time he does if you're not doing something right, so definitely I can learn a lot of him. And, you know, if we have to share it like that, it doesn't bother me at all, it helps both of us to be honest. And just like, are you pleased you've got the international break now just to <laughs> get your bandage off? Yeah, a little bit, I just <laughs> need to let it settle down, but it'll be fine, I'm sure yeah. we'll be back soon. to get it back to 2-2 two, two here. Lyle Taylor's already scored twice this season. Can he add a third from the penalty spot? The referee blows the whistle. It's a traditional slow run up from Lyle Taylor. A huge moment here at Oakwell. He gets up to the ball now. He hits it with his right foot and he scores! And Lyle Taylor gets his third goal of the season and bring the Addicts back onto level terms. It's Barcy 2, Charlton 2, 2, 2, 2, 2. Welcome back, it's Joel Live here on your Sunday evening. Uh, good evening to Alan Tyler, who I know is out listening out there in the uh, in the ether as well. I hope you're having a good evening, Alan and Sue. Um, right, just heard from Sam Field there. Um, battling away with Darren Prattley for that position. Now, we sort of said, Tom, that I mean, I like Prattley. I like what he's been doing. I like his work this season. So, you know, it's a tough one for Field because he's really going to have to fight for his place there. Yeah, and a year ago, I never thought I'd hear myself saying that, but I completely agree. He's... Um Prattley is is not undroppable, but he's put in good performances pretty much consistently since the playoffs. Um, and he's a very, very experienced player as well and can add a lot, not just on the pitch, but around the dressing room as well. So you'd imagine for someone like Field, who's only, what is he, 21? Someone like Prattley to kind of coach him through and, and show him the ropes, if you like, it is a great learning curve for him. But he is going to have to be patient with his game time, I think. Um, and, and the one thing he can probably bank on is that Prattley might not fancy playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday every single week. So maybe there'll be some rotation there. But yeah, Prattley hasn't put put a foot wrong really. Um but Samfield offers us something slightly more, I think, going forward. Uh, he wins the ball back in the same way, but I think he's got a little bit more creativity when he then gets the ball and, and drives forward. So as we said throughout the show, it's just great to have to have those options. Yeah, now he mentioned it was mentioned there his Instagram or this Instagram video of him doing his initiation song that Johnny Williams put up. Um, I, I, don't, I didn't know what song it was, but it, it sounds like that sort of that sort of thing. I mean, I'd, I'd hate to have to do that, but it does sound like that sort of thing is important for for team bonding. Yeah, as he said, you just got to go for it. If you like, kind of shy back and go oh, and not not go for it, then. Yeah. Uh, everyone's just going to be like, oh, what? Yeah. But then if, and both of them did just try and 
even though they were both dreadful singers, they both <laughs> gave it their all and went yeah. for it, which is great for the camaraderie yeah. of the team. We'll get you to do your one after the show, Ben. <laughs> right, Rudders, 22 on the Charlton Live Forum. A couple of messages coming on there. I've been a Charlton fan since 1986. I've seen so many lows as well as a lot of highs. This is definitely the best squad uh, we've had uh, before we got relegated last time around. Uh, we will have a better idea of how uh, we are doing once we have played uh, the teams that are expected to be up there, the likes of Leeds and Swansea, for example. Uh, for me, this is probably the best squad we've had since the championship, uh, in the championship since we got promoted under Curbs. Back then, we were one striker short of getting uh, promoted and then we signed Mendonca. I knew it was the final piece of the jigsaw that was completed. What makes this all the more remarkable is that half the team hadn't played with each other before transfer deadline day and have adapted Adapted so well and will only improve as the season goes on. If we can remain injury free and somehow keep all of the known players uh, beyond January, I will revise uh, my post transfer prediction of, uh, of uh, mid table and top six would beckon. Before transfer deadline day, I was hoping fourth from bottom. Before then, head says mid table as it's a long old season, injuries and recalls, etc. Hart says top six. I'm enjoying this ride and I don't want to uh, get off. Yeah, be interesting isn't it after January to, to reassess and I say even after 10-15 games to, to reassess a bit more see, people talk about 10 games we played 6 games now we're only 4 games off 10 games if we only lose one in that four, in that four. I mean, that'll be that'll be fascinating to see how other teams start to start to attack games against us as well right Mendonca and Astas Good evening, Louis. Wow, what a lovely three points that was yesterday. Who would have thought that we'd pick up 14 points from the six games played in August and be unbeaten? We've only got three league games to play in September, but how many points do you and the lads think we will pick up uh, this month? And by the way, that uh, yesterday was the first time I'd heard it, but I love the new Jonathan Lecco song sung to an old ABBA tune. Uh, took me back to the 1970s. Uh, get those flares out. <laughs> All right, so I mean, so let's have a look at the, 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 the month that's coming up. So obviously we're starting off with Birmingham at home. Uh, and it is only three games. Then we're at Wigan. Then we are at home to Leeds. I mean, that is a promotion six-pointer. But, I mean, let's say we get seven points from that month. Tom, what do you reckon? I mean, I'd take four from that month, to be honest, um, because I think in October we've got Swansea, Fulham, Derby and West Brom. So we've got some tough games coming up, as I, as I mentioned earlier, once we get there. So, yeah, I, I think we could beat Birmingham. I think possibly we could beat Wigan, but Leeds yeah. is going to be the tough one for sure. So, yeah, anything from four to six points in that. And if we did get something out of Leeds as well, then, wow. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I would happily take four points from, from September. Yeah, I don't rate Derby, by the way. You listed them in, there in your in your teams that would be a tough one, but I don't rate them. So we'll definitely come back to bite me when we play. <laughs> <laughs> Lose like 7-0. Yeah, Ben, what, would, would you reckon next month? I mean, it, it will help the fact that there is so few games in, a, like, in terms of getting the squad together. Obviously, the... The momentum that you have, you don't want to lose that. But I think that that, that could probably work in our favour a little bit. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we have a clean bill of health from the players that come back from the internationals because I think Gallagher and Lecco have gone England under 19s, under 20s, yeah, I think yeah. as well. So a couple key players there. Taylor's gone uh, with Montserrat as well. So, uh, But as you said, there's players in there that have only just come in if we sign... Adam Matthews as well. Deji's come back from injury, so Bayer will be able to work on the training ground for a few players as well as that. So, yeah, Birmingham, uh, tough game, big away support they're bringing as well. Uh, but, yeah, if we could get four, maybe six, seven points out of that, that would be brilliant. Especially yeah, I mean, six points would be a good month. Four months, would, four points would probably be an okay month. Yeah, anything less than that, you'd be a bit disappointed, but seven points. 
That's where the that's where the real money's at, Ben. Uh, <laughs> right, Rudders says uh, just to let you know that Sheffield United did very well in the first year after they went up, but then they fell away towards the end of the season. Uh, and also asked, have we beaten a Huddersfield's massive unbeaten run yet? Well, if we are choosing to ignore the playoffs, which we are, then maybe we'll be up there because when Huddersfield did actually go like forty odd games unbeaten, if you, if you didn't count the playoffs, which at the time we all. Yeah. We're saying, oh, you've got to count the playoffs, but now we're saying you don't have to count the no, playoffs. But no. I mean, the Sheffield, I mean, that, if you remember under Powell, it was sort of, it wasn't quite that we started very well because we were down. I remember around Easter time still, we were a danger of going down, but we ended very strongly and finished just shy of the playoffs. But, you know, I think traditionally it's probably more likely to go the other way, Tom, whereby you, if, if you do come up, you start off well and, and, and would fade away, I guess. And that probably is what most of the football world seems to be expecting from us. Yeah, uh, certainly what's expected of us, but the momentum we're on, you know, it's not just been these six games, as we've spoken about a few times, it's going back way, way further back into last season as well. So, uh, of course, we're we're going to fall away slightly in that I can't imagine we're going to win 66% of our games this season, which we have done this far, but there's nothing to say that we drop a few points here and there and get to Christmas still kind of 8th, ninth, 10th, something like that. That would still be an amazing achievement. Uh, we heard from Boyer after the game. He's still, his key thing is making sure we stay up. And once you get to those points, then you reassess. And we have to stick by that. We have to enjoy the wins when they come. Um, I think Charlton fans are realistic enough to know where we are uh, as a club in terms of this division. It's our first season back. It's It's about settling in. And uh, I think I might have said it on the first show of the season. If we could have three or four years at the championship, just stabilising ourselves as a club after everything that's gone on, realistically, that wouldn't be a bad thing at all. Uh, right, Paul Glover says he's loving the new ident, which is a bit big-headed because he's the man who makes them. <laughs> right, Kiwi Valley says we haven't played anyone higher than Nottingham Forest, who are in tenth. Have we had an easy start? So let's have a look at the, the six games we've played so far. So we played Stoke, who are rock bottom currently. Uh, we played Barnsley, who are twenty-first. Um, we've played Blackburn who are 17th we've played Reading who are 16th we've played Brentford who are 14th and we've played Forest who are 10th so is that an easy start now I will counter that before we get into this by saying if Reading or Blackburn had won one more game they'd be up there 9th or 10th you know obviously Stoke are rubbish but you know we've played teams and if uh, if Forest had won one more game they'd be on the, the same points as Leeds so it's not like we've played teams that were floundering at the bottom other than the likes of Stoke and, and even Barnsley have already got five points I mean I did remember thinking when the fixtures came out saying that's not the worst start we could have had so but at the same time you can only beat what's put in front of you we're gonna all I can say is we're gonna play 23 championship teams twice this season and so far we've done very well yeah I'd say that's that's us Charlton fans again as well like there's a lot of us going, oh, look at us, we're doing so well. And then everyone else goes, yeah, but we haven't played any of the big sides yet. So, And then take us down a, bit, a level. So at the end of the day, we just got to enjoy it mm. as we go. We're playing well-established championship sides. Nottingham Forest, I think, have been in the championship for years. And we played them. We played, again, uh, Reading have, have been around championship, premiership. Uh, a few times over the recent years again a, a well-established side who knows after six games where these sides are going to be who said Swansea and Leeds are going to be up the top I mean there's clubs that have spent a lot more money than them that uh, should feel that they should be up there as well so yeah. I think people are surprised that Swansea have done as well because obviously they got a new manager and their manager left to Brighton didn't he so we just don't know it's, it's early doors let's enjoy the ride there's a lot to be confident about um, but of course, but we have played a couple of easier games than others. But 
let's not be fearful when we mm. play against these yeah. sides. Right, um, finally now, this is probably going to end the show because we've only got a couple of minutes left, but it's a lovely story from Jean uh, on the forum. Hi, Louis, what a great away day that was. Our daughter, who was a junior red back in the late 80s, early 90s, and I used to travel to most away games at that time on the junior reds coach. Her eldest daughter now has a season ticket following the euphoria and the tears of joy at Wembley, and they both came with us yesterday together with her eldest son. What a joy to see how much she loved the game and the whole away day experience, this time uh, with two of her friends. Three kids. After the fantastic second half performance, two thoughts uh, struck me. Firstly, how proud the gaffer and his management team must be of their lads. And secondly, how uh, the respected and much loved Michael Morrison must have wished he was wearing the red shirt yesterday. Bless his cotton socks. It was great to show him that we haven't forgotten him by the applause as the second half was due to start. Great times indeed at our football club on the pitch. Anyway, long may it last. Hope all concerned uh, enjoy a well-deserved rest until the visit of Birmingham. That's from Gene. It's a lovely, uh, it's great to see that the whole family was able to enjoy uh, that away day um, certainly not a bad one to choose as well I think anyone who was there yesterday will enjoy right we are just pretty much coming to the end um, we've got m- much planned for the international break Tom Are you jetting off to Dubai or something uh, no 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 nothing oh, waiting for football to come back yeah it's crap isn't it when there's no football yep. that's, that's the worst bit Ben what are, you, what are you doing I might catch a bit of non-league action yeah, it's always okay. good to that's do good. that in fact yeah I've got Bromley playing on Wednesday at Dagenham so I might get along, along to that Bromley also undefeated as well so far this really? season I, I appear to uh, I appear to support the two greatest football teams in world football which is great to see <laughs> but obviously this uh, uh, more, more, most pleasing is the fact that Charlton are absolutely storming the championship so far right we have run out of time uh, here on this evening's Charlton Live thanks to all of you who've got involved and sent us uh, your messages I hope you've enjoyed the show and uh, don't forget we won't be here next week because it's the international break so we'll be back in uh, a week on Thursday with the big match preview ahead of the game against uh, Birmingham City here at the Valley uh, thanks to Tom and Ben for coming in this evening cheers mate Thank I've you. been uh, Louis Mendes I hope you've enjoyed the show uh, thanks for all your messages as I mentioned we look forward to speaking to you uh, again uh, on Thursday week <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.